Have you ever been talking to somebody about your garden and you've heard them say, yeah, but it tastes so much better when it comes out of the garden? Is that true? I don't know. Let's see if they're full of it. That's right. IT. This is the Backyard Gardens podcast. To have a good harvest, one must plant good seeds and must also use the right kind of fertilizer. The carrots have grown large and firm. How good they will taste. Welcome to the Backyard Gardens podcast, where we talk about all things gardening and give the information out for you to be successful in your garden, whether it's your first or your last. We are your hosts, Ben, the backyard gardener, and Batavia, the front yard gardener. One in the country. One in the city. Now get ready as we dig deep into this wonderful world of gardening, as we learn to grow and grow for change. I said it in the intro. I didn't say the whole thing, so... I think we're good. Oh, we're always good. We're always good. You can't go wrong, right? Not on this. You see, you pulling pulling the microphone up at the very last minute yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. Making sure that everything's all good. You're not mm-hmm. talking to the mic five miles away. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you do need to turn me down, so maybe that's not the worst thing. No, I would never turn you down, Batavia, ever. <laughs> So, yeah, um, do you think it tastes better out of the garden? I think it depends on what it is Amen. and maybe even whose garden. <laughs> <laughs> whose garden? Now, that is not a conversation mm-hmm. I want to get into, but um, yeah, I agree. So, first of all, link below, t-shirts, check it out. Also, products that we use, Amazon. Please, it's support the podcast. Costs nothing extra to you, and we have tested these for fifteen years. People tried and true, tried and true methods. I better go check that list and make sure that that's correct. But I know we've <laughs> tried everything in there, so we've used it all. But um, it helps the show greatly and helps keep this machine running for your enjoyment in your gardens. And on that note, I want to ask you our listener question of the day. You got a good answer? Don't I always? No. Yes. Uh, <laughs> clearly, you don't always have a good answer. <laughs> no. So this is an individual, um, and she asks, um, any tricks for slugs on my zucchini plants? Ah, freaking slugs. Any tricks for slugs? I don't have tricks for slugs. I got mad tricks. Um, yeah, isn't that isn't it the beer, the open can of beer or the the jar of beer with slugs or something? Yeah, that's um, that's for slugs and snails and stuff. But yeah, my tried and true, and it, it's just kind of general maintenance. So insert this question under or answer under a lot of questions. Um, don't be a slob. I've not seen. Things like slugs, and I'm going to throw roly-polies into them because that's a thing I struggle with. I've not seen them high up on plants. It's kind of like they need a bridge to get to plants. Um, So if slugs are the same way, I just try to keep the lower ends of plants um, cut, meaning like, you know, trimming those leaves so they're not touching the dirt or whatever um, mulch you have there. Can I ask you? Don't give them that bridge to the plant. Can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. Then what is the stem? 
Um, well, I think they need to eat their way. Okay. So they basically okay, everybody, here's, eat their way to... Here's the story. Yeah. Take your plants and plant them so they float an inch above, and then you're good, right? <laughs> Is that how we're going to start know. this show? I just, what are you staring I, you know, at, by the way? I'm looking at my probably nine or ten uh, foot tall sunflowers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just had a full lunch, which is almost never the case. Yeah, that's the truth. So I'm kind of, you know, I'm relaxed. Yeah, I can tell because usually you'd go after me on that last comment. Yeah, yeah. So um, my answer was pretty simple and I didn't even get really in depth. Um, I figured if there was more that was needed, it would come back. Um, but seriously, handpick them every evening for one to two weeks. And you'll, you should generally get them under control. I mean, they're slugs. You know what I mean? Um, beer traps, man, I've never had luck with beer traps. I just get stinky ass beer and, (laughs) and I get bees and yellow jackets in there. So I feel like I'm doing more damage than I am good. Yeah. You know, but those things, it's moist conditions. I don't know where the listener is, but we've had... Not enough rain lately to really, you know, completely um, water the garden, but enough to leave everything really damp. And so I'm still going to go back and own the, you know, they love like fallen leaves. They love that plant debris. Um, So I'm not going to say don't pick every two weeks, you know, good luck with that. Um, If I had to do anything, it would be hand picking. That's, that's a. Yeah. Have you ever had, you just said you wouldn't hand pick. If I would do anything, it would be handpicking is what I wanted to say. That's what I thought I said. Now, before that, you said, I wouldn't handpick, though, so good luck with that. Maybe I'm tripping. Either way, I get what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, it, it worked. The beer thing, it doesn't, I've never had luck with it. Um, handpicking is always the first line of defense, unless it's going to bite you. Um, and it, they are icky, man. So, you know, get some chopsticks or something. But um, now you can take. Oh, that's. Go ahead. The reason why I was coming back around, um, you have to get to the source though, right? So you're not going to completely eradicate the population of slugs by just hand picking them. Well, that's where I'm going next. So, oh, you know what? No, you can't start with hand picking, then move on. And then when I challenge hand picking solely, you're like, but I wasn't finished with my thought. Get out of here, no. man. <laughs> So if it continues to be an issue and I have successfully done this in the, so I've successfully got them under control one year with handpicking mm-hmm. and then the next year they got out of control and I couldn't get them in under control. So what I did mm-hmm. is I took a board and I happen to keep a board at my house that is a, um, I got to get it right, a two by eight or a two by six. So it's a wide and it's thick and I keep it around my house so I can flay fish when I catch them or spear them. But mm-hmm. it also did double duty this particular year where I laid it next to the garden and I wet it mm-hmm. down underneath and then I just laid it there and then I'd come out there in the middle of the day and I'd lift it up and there would be like eight, nine, ten slugs under there. Mm-hmm. And then I... Because they're drawn to the wood, right? Well, they're drawn to the, the moisture in the dark. Wood. They're hiding mm-hmm. until night. And then mm-hmm. I would go through and eradicate them. And... um. I put salt on them. You know, I let them have a grisly death because quite honestly, they ravished my garden that year. I mean, it was bad. Mm-hmm. And, um, but it took no time 
to get on that. So you can always start with that, but I like to just see, you know, how much you can do with hand picking and stuff like that. And the same works for snails too. Both methods for snails. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Solid. I'll live with it. You, you'd take it. Yeah. Yeah. The board method works. I would really accept good. this advice and and try it. I'm sure I have. I mean, the amount of lumber that I have, where I've you know gone to places and said, "Hey, is that is that for free?" Mm-hmm. I'm sure I have enough boards to cover the south side of Chicago's garden beds. Now you don't want to use a little itty bitty board though. You got to have. Why would you ever think that I was, was collecting itty bitty boards? Hey, look, because I told my son when I know you're not, you know his age or anything like that Six, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i was like hey go grab this piece i need a piece of wood go grab me a piece of wood and he came back with a little itty bitty twig that looked like a toothpick so you know and we uh, were doing something that yeah. clearly you did not you needed like an actual chunk <laughs> of wood um but yeah so if you guys want you have questions you can definitely send them to us at backyard gardens tv on instagram but um usually what we do is we answer you right away and then we will use this as a learning opportunity for the podcast listeners because you guys are asking the questions that really a lot of people want to know. So um, DM us that along with a picture of your garden and we'll share it with our listeners because I'm getting a kick out of seeing everybody's gardens. And uh, I think all you guys are too. So keep it up. You guys are doing an awesome job. And just DM us at Backyard Gardens TV for that. So. Yeah, and um, not that everything makes it to the podcast, but when you guys write into us, if you remember, right? We're not going to be rigid with this, but if you remember, let us know if it's okay with uh, for us to share um, your name, the stuff on the podcast, and specifically, as Ben just said, your name. I was going to say it earlier, and I didn't say it because I forgot to say it because I was going on and on. <laughs> I got your back, brother. Even when you're all feisty with me on a full stomach. Yeah. And I want to give a shout out to our last um, person that we featured on Instagram, Zach Wiley. Um, your garden's cool, man. Your garden's Yo. cool. Yeah. yeah like, you, hold on. You got, Come on now. Yeah. You got the metal beds. You got the, you know, the pathways, which I don't even have a good pathway. I'm, I'm a little upset about that, you know um solid the angel wing design i mean that's what i'm calling it but um it's cool you know the ones that are like kind of curved like a point mm-hmm, they're they're mm-hmm. um that's i've seen those referred to as angel wings so yeah. um shout out to you my man or woman sorry whatever <laughs> i'm laughing woman. at your what's becoming an obsession with you in these pathways like it's because you don't you don't you don't you don't hold on you don't say it as often as I talk about collards, but I feel like I could at least get a little buzz if I made a drinking game about you and your your pathways. I watched your container garden video about the sizes to grow, uh, you know, best sizes to grow for containers. Yeah, and I was like, ding outside. I heard pathways. Ding. <laughs> did, did I really say it in that video? You, you absolutely did, you know, because I have my notifications on for Backyard Gardens TV on YouTube. And um, I went to my phone to do something and I was in the garden working and I saw it pop up and I'm like, all right, let me stop. Yeah, you know, I had my coffee out there and I sat down and watched it. It was some good information, too. So, yeah, I don't know what size that big pot is, though. It's, you know. No, your estimates seemed about right. I'd gallons? probably say that same. Yeah, I'd say 20. I mean, it could be a little bit larger, but I definitely wouldn't say it's smaller. No, I was thinking 20. So I think you're spot Somewhere on. between 20 and 50, but I don't think it's 50. No, I saw. It's not I think 50. I saw a 50 gallon the other day that was big enough to make a bathtub, so. 
Well, I didn't really see the full from top to bottom, but I had an, a, a guesstimate real quick. Um, this is many, many years ago. Not that I don't frequent a bar in my current life, but many, many years ago, um, I mean, I was in my 20s. That was a lot of years ago. Me and one of my best girlfriends were out and she's like 5'11 or something. Um, and she's at tall. that time in life, yeah, yeah. At that time in life, uh, many of us were more particular about what we found attractive. And so she really wanted someone that was like 5'10, her height or, or taller. And so um, there was a guy that was, she was, I think she was sitting down at the bar. He was sitting down at the bar. They're both on bar stools. And I'm watching as his feet kind of dangle. You know, and so he literally hops off of the bar and he probably is standing to her bust. You know, Why you got like to say as hop. she's sitting down. Why you got to say a hop? Because he absolutely hopped, you know. <laughs> um, so that said, I have a pretty good gauge of, you know, measuring height yeah. and things. So back to your container, I'm going to say based on the, the width and the approximate height that I manage, it's not going to be 50. It could be as much as 25, maybe even 30, um, but definitely a good size for growing what you were growing in it. So you guys check it out if you haven't already. Yeah, do it. Do it, do it, do it. I tell you what, man, container gardening people are hardcore. It's like, I put it up and like people flooded it. It's weird. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's cool though. I mean, you know, this That's is- That's a part of my garden. They're a part of my garden tribe. Yeah. You know, I-, I I've always done containers and I went away from it for a couple of years and you know, I'm back a little bit, but I just don't like watering them in. It's a pain, mm-hmm. you know, watering. You know, it's interesting that your video came out um, on today because I was coming around and I was uh, fertilizing and you know, that's a thing I hate to do, mm-hmm. but fertilizing my containers in particular, um, because what I do know is they, I mean, I've, over the years, I can clearly see what does better in the ground or in a raised bed compared to containers. So I do know I have to give them a little bit more loving. Um, so, yeah, that's what I was working on. So your video wasn't necessarily related to fertilizing, but it was timely as it relates to containers. Yes, it was. OK, we'll take it. Mm-hmm. So check it out and um, check this out. We're going to take a break and we're going to come back and we're going to talk about what tastes better in our gardens and what doesn't. A lot of y'all asked, how can you help support the Backyard Gardens podcast? Well, we have been busy and we have created a t-shirt line just for the gardener. To visit our shop, go to the link in the show notes and check out the t-shirts and other goodies we have. Now, these are super special t-shirts designed just for the gardener. So enjoy. Thank you for supporting the Backyard Gardens podcast. And we'll see you guys after the harvest. There are things that do come in and go out of a garden, Batavia, and out of the grocery store that taste gross no matter what, just for the record. Mm. Mm. And that's how I'm going to open up okay. this this segment. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, again, we don't talk about this, so I'll, I'm going to let, let you roll you with let that. it roll. You're going to let it roll. I don't <laughs> yeah. even know what it is, really. That doesn't mean I agree with uh, the way you've captured that, but, you know. So, what is your, um? What is? I mean, how, kick us off. Give us something. Okay. So this subject, I think in my mind came up for this season because I had some sweet peas. I I mentioned this on a previous episode, sweet peas only literally had a handful of them. And I commented on Instagram about how um, this is absolutely a vegetable that tastes better from the garden. Right. And so they were truly sweet peas like I've eaten. And I think we used to call them green peas um, growing up. I used to eat them all of the time growing up. 
And it was kind of one of those mushy kind of, you know, it came from a frozen package or a can. And it was like, it was a green thing. You had to have green things on your plate and you kind of just, you know, choke them down. And then I came across these peas and I'm like, shit, you know, this is like good stuff. So anyway, I made that post and someone commented like, well, I'm interested in what's what tastes better out of the garden versus like, I assume the person meant versus the grocery store. Mm-hmm. And so I thought about that and said, you know, it's such a great question because I mean, I think some vegetables taste okay in either place. And then some are like very noteworthy. Um, and that's, I think in part how we got here, we may have talked about the subject last year too, you and I, um, we've talked about so a lot I, of things, so that doesn't count. Yeah. I don't know why I always have to make that caveat. Like maybe I mentioned this in the, what, what do you figure out? 3000 minutes that we've talked over the last Well, somebody year. out there may think that we only talk on the podcast, so we just have to clarify it for that person. Oh, I'm sure no one thinks that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I think it's such a great question because, um, I don't know if I, un- I if it's if I unconsciously plant my garden based on what I believe tastes better when it's homegrown. I don't know that I do, but it's definitely something to consider. I don't. Right. Um, and it's OK if you don't. Yeah. But that's I think it's worth saying if I'm going to dedicate some garden space, am I going to get a better vegetable when garden space is limited? Let me say that. Yeah. Um, what happens if tomatoes from the grocery store taste better than the ones you grow in your garden are you going to continue to to eat them only out of your garden uh, you young ben you don't ask me about tomatoes yeah that was probably the wrong i choice. got pooped on on instagram when i was like i don't really like tomatoes but i grow them and everybody's like what and i was like i know mm-hmm. i know but you know what there were some people out there, the solidarity, I'm with you, my brothers and sisters. There was a few of us that we band together and we all grow tomatoes, but we don't necessarily like them. And I don't you like, don't like sh- fresh tomatoes. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. I don't like mm-hmm. fresh, plain tomatoes. Mm-hmm. You would never mm-hmm. catch me eating a tomato sandwich or eating one like an apple. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. Well, if you want to see someone eat a tomato sandwich, the annual tomato sandwich is probably coming around. I don't know. Probably around when this episode well, airs. Hold on. If we're Let me lucky. ask you, what do you put mm-hmm. on your tomato sandwich? Um, actually, um, mayo is the. Uh-uh. Um, what kind of mayo? What brand? I don't mean it's whatever I got. No, at see, North Carolina is hardcore. So we got to know. Yeah. My people need claiming- to know. I'm not claiming on being hardcore. It's What's whatever was fridge? in the store. What's in your fridge right now? I put I put some mayo on the sandwich that I just had, and I don't know. Stop pressuring me. I'm full. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Hellman's, I, I uh, guess. I don't see, know. See, North Carolina, it's really big Dukes. Dukes mayonnaise. That's like the deal. I don't even know if we have that. Probably not. Well, let me. So this is another point of clarification. It is not Miracle Whip. It is absolutely mayo. Growing up, we had a lot of Miracle Whip in the cabinet or in the refrigerator once it was open, but not mayo. That's me. I'm a Miracle Whip guy. I like the tangy. Yeah. So, okay, okay, so I'm going to move so on from that. So, so your first look, one's mayo, tomatoes? salt and pepper, bread. Yeah. That's it. So your first one's tomatoes? That tastes better? Mm-hmm. Sure, let's go with first one. I knew tomatoes that tomatoes didn't come out first, so that was like a... A lot. Yeah, not, but let's make a note. Not all. Every tomato that you get from the garden isn't great because we know there are a couple of things that impact 
the flavor of a tomato. So this isn't about and how to get the, things. Let's let's go ahead and um, preface this. This is not the show is not about how to get the best flavor. It's what we think gets the best flavor. How's that? We can go into best flavor later. But for right now, let's No, I'm not gonna I'm not not gonna do that with tomatoes. I need I need the world to know that because Batavia said tomatoes are better from the garden. I don't want people to be disappointed. I want them to know that every tomato won't be better. You know, actually, nah, forget that. Every tomato tomatoes from the grocery store is a trash. So every tomato is gonna be better. So I Absolutely. don't eat tomatoes and I agree with you though. Um the the flavor is just bland. So um mm-hmm. I'm I'm with you on that and um for mine it should not be a big surprise but i'm gonna say carrots yeah uh, yeah so yeah. that was on my list too it's mm-hmm. not that they're necessarily sweeter mm-hmm. it's that and here get ready for this, this this language that's coming out this the carrot flavor itself that you know from the grocery store is a lot more of a deep flavor there's a lot mm-hmm. more of that flavor inside of that carrot does that make sense? It's a lot more earthy. No, like, like are, the carrot to... flavor. Like, I mean, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, what does a carrot taste like? Carrot tastes like a carrot. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Mm-hmm. It has that carrot flavor, but it's just really deep and pure tasting when it comes out of your garden. So um, since you're making up the rules as we go along, can I ask, why do you think that is? No, I mean, you can't ask. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't. Yeah, you can ask. Um, I, You know, I don't know because... The way, you know, a lot of things when they're grown at farms to be sold and shipped, they're picked when they're not ripe. But you can't mm-hmm. pick a carrot when it's not ripe. Mm-hmm. But, you know, mm-hmm. of all the t- different carrots that I've had and grown, the flavor is just a lot more rich. I don't know what it is. Now, I have yet to successfully harvest one that came out after a, after it's been kissed by frost. <laughs> but... um. I hear that they're sweeter and I'm really pushing this year to get that. So stay tuned for that one. But yeah, carrots. So, so I don't have a lot of um, success under my belt from carrot growing. However, you did this I year? did get, well, that's not a lot of success, but those carrots were uh, sexy. They were sexy carrots, um, but I did have a harvest, what I would truly consider a true harvest of carrots this year. And I'm, I'm going to go with the simple, I've never had a sweet carrot until this year. Yeah. So, I mean, I've heard people talk about it. Um, you know, the whole idea of like when you juice, sometimes you can, and not like steroids, but when you juice, sometimes, you know, people have recipes for carrots. I've juiced carrots before and it's kind of like, it has that carrot taste, but like, I hope to grow more carrots this year because I totally want to get that sweetness. You better go plant them um, right now when we hang up. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I've been, I've been, um, yeah, I've been dragging my feet. Because I'm also going to change the rules. I'm going to tell you because I just went on Instagram and pretty much yelled it to the world. Um, carrots take about 100 days mm-hmm. to get a harvest. Mm-hmm. They don't take the 65 days that are on the package. So mm-hmm. go plant now, right now, to get a harvest that's just kissed by the frost. I just like doing that. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no. You know, and it, it could come down to variety for a lot of these things, too. Let's state that, mm-hmm. you know, like, I don't know when you go to the store. Is that right? I have no idea what variety of tomato comes out of the grocery store. <laughs> but, and carrots, too. Like, there's a bunch of varieties of carrots. Mm-hmm. But I kind of look at it like this. Orange. 
That's what I like to grow, orange. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, um, you know, those are things that aren't commonly in my grocery store's label. I'll just say that. So you don't know. I remember when I was looking, um, this is, I think last year, maybe last year, I was looking for um, tomato, tomatoes, uh, sweet potatoes in the grocery store. And I was looking for something specifically recommended for growing in Illinois, right? There were like two or three different um um, brands and it took it was the hardest time I had to ask someone behind you know in the back to say okay what kind of tomatoes or tomatoes what type of sweet potatoes are these yeah because they were just labeled sweet potatoes but anyway they're just labeled sweet potatoes where I am too so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um go for it mine yeah, I want to know cucumbers oh yeah yeah uh-huh. and not just because it's the first thing that normally comes out of your summer garden no not because you could do a Scrooge McDuck dive into like a whole pit of cucumbers by you know, yeah. mid season. Not because of that. It is absolutely and truly um, one of those vegetables. And it's so funny because cucumbers, I mean, what is it? 99.9%. I don't know the percentage, but almost all water. And it's in one hand, someone could say, does it really have a taste? Absolutely. It does. And you don't know that it does because you've been eating store-bought cucumbers. Uh, that's the truth. So, so um, I don't eat cucumbers out of the store at all. Zero percent chance of you catching me eat that. Um, maybe the flavor. So it probably comes from it being ripe. We know that. Mm-hmm. Maybe the flavor comes from it being watered. What it's being watered with. Mm, I think it. So I'm not going to be like kind of pissy about um, you telling me that we couldn't do this for tomatoes, but now doing it for cucumbers. I'm just going to roll Did with it. Did I say it that for tomatoes? Yeah, yeah kind of, sort of. Like, we're not going to tell you how to get the best fla- flavor. Well, but I will say, uh, no, no, I'm, I'm not going to be pissy about it. I'm not going to bring it up. You There's already no need did. for us to you, talk about it during late. the show. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, just a jerk way of saying it. Yeah, absolutely it is. Absolutely it is. Um, I do think that um, because of how much water it is, um, in a cucumber, but there's a freshness that cucumbers really should have. Yeah. And when something has been sitting on, you know, in transit, sitting in, um, you know, in, in the produce section at the grocery store, I think there's an opportunity clearly to lose that freshness. What's well, crisp um, to so, the crispness. Yeah. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. um, so I, I think that that's it. I think that um, I do totally buy cucumbers in the grocery stores and I'm not happy about it. Yeah. But there is just something that I want in a salad. Like there are a couple of key pieces and that's one of them. Um, yeah, I never can, so yeah, I can't bring myself to do it. It's just it's too. The taste is so different. It doesn't even resemble the same thing. It's like um, crab meat and imitation crab meat. I've consistently said in my lifetime it should even be called imitation crab meat. Like it's a whole different thing. Do you know what it is? Do you know? Do you want to? No, you've told me this before. I don't remember. Surimi. It's one of those things that no, I didn't know that that's what it yeah, was. it's surimi. <laughs> it's, it's generally um, ground up pollock from Alaska. Oh, pollock. Yes, that sounds familiar so, to me. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, and it actually makes me sick when I eat it. I can tell you a story. Mm-hmm. It's kind of about it, but you know. We'll, we'll save that for a mini we'll episode. Save that for It'll be all else. about the things that have made us sick. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was pretty embarrassing. So, um, but yeah, no, I agree with you. Cucumbers and I, partic- so there are different kinds of cucumbers to grow though. And I know mm-hmm, we're not mm-hmm. talking about, you know, we mentioned variety earlier, but this, I mean, I'm referring to two different actual types. 
slicers and canners. Mm. You know, like your market it's, more seventy sixes. You, you've heard yeah, of those. Yeah, it's. I mean, they're they're um, slicers and paste tomatoes. Like, I don't know why you're putting restrictions. I say we do whatever we want to do here, right? Well, you hung so up on these restrictions, ahead. so whatever. But <laughs> no, you're the one that that are you're laying down the law, and I'm the one that's trying to break it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm the one breaking it. You're trying, and I'm doing it. Well, no, I mean, because like I like I grow. Um, so for years and years, I grew Boston pickling cucumbers. That was like my go-to. I got my pack of seeds every year of Boston pickling. I was good to go. And they're mm-hmm. the little ones, you know. Um, yeah. And then mm-hmm. I switched, and we mentioned this in a previous episode, to national pickling. Mm-hmm. And I'm not happy with that, but it's still, you know, a small canner. And then yeah. you get those mm-hmm. big ones, and they're more fleshy, you mm-hmm. know, so... So I think that it's actually a really good point. And I think we have to talk about kind of some of the whys because that's going to drive a person to say, okay, I will give cucumbers a try. Yeah. I, don't know, I think most gardeners have probably My rule was incorrect. one time or another. So yeah, that's okay. All right. Yeah. It's our show. We can do what we want. Yeah. Uh, but no, for cucumbers also um, the win, right? So an overripe tomato for those that eat fresh tomatoes completely different texture but you can still eat it right an overripe cucumber you're not going to eat it in the same way you would you know pick and eat just a regular roll it's perfect size cucumber so that absolutely matters and it also folds into the reason why um you know a slicer is created if you will differently than something like a boston pickling right or a national pickling. Absolutely made to be a little bit more firm, a little bit uh, to harvest when it's smaller yep. compared to the one that's like, you know, eight inches long or something. Yeah, they get um, meaty is kind of, you know, if you let it get, mm-hmm. you, you know, if you... If mealy? You, M- mealy? Mealy? No. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. they get real juicy and just, you know, mm-hmm. anyways. And it's the same like you brought up, like with tomatoes, you have slicers and paste and mm-hmm. the slicers are more juicy. Yep, yep, yep. So, um, you know, now that being said, like, I can't taste the difference in either one of those. Mm-hmm. I think it's a texture thing. Um, mm-hmm. And it's the same with cucumbers. It's definitely a texture thing. So, yeah. and we just prefer like, hey, we're going to be simple. We just grow the pickling kind of this year. I am trying to grow some market mores and um, it's not going very well, but mm-hmm. my pickling mm-hmm. ones are doing fine. Um, you yeah. know, th- like I said, the national pickling, they, it's the second year, and they seem to be very touched by disease, so I'm keeping a close eye on them. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Might be, I might need to just do a little intervention. but um, Yeah, cucumbers are one of those things where it's pretty interesting because it fulfills its life cycle on the inside like a lot of fruiting vegetables do, um, and the amount of seeds in a cucumber can absolutely be a game changer. You know, so going back to size and when it's picked, you know, so what the this is absolutely where I do pay attention to. Well, that's not true. I don't pay attention to it. I figure it out by trial and error. Like the packaging tells you in almost all cases, like recommended size is this. Yeah. Right. And so I end up saying, oh, that's way too big. And if I were to go back to the package, I'm sure it was like three inches above the recommended size. So anyway, and the. Cucumbers. Boston pickling cucumbers. Um, they now have a Boston pickling improved, which is resistant to the cucumber mosaic virus, which is um, abbreviated as CMV. That's Charlie Mike Victor. 
So, um, and it's, you know, those abbreviations, they look like jibber jabber, but when you grow a crop and you get struck by that and there's nothing you can do, mm-hmm. you learn about those abbreviations. So, yeah, for sure. Um, I, um, I do wonder for specifically pickling cucumbers since I know it sounds like we're harping on it, but since size really does matter, no pun intended. Um, it matters I wonder everywhere if in life. It's, <laughs> that's a dirty old woman laugh right there <laughs> i wonder if um if it i wonder if home gardeners have a, a more difficult time right you know so if you're if you're growing to produce food meaning like to produce food to go to market i think you may have a tighter regimen for when you um one are watering but for two when you're picking those crops are you tracking are you picking up what, what i'm throwing down no i mean not really I guess I think that maybe home gardeners, myself included, um, have more of a tendency to let crops kind of go longer than they should, not intentionally, but on accident. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, I think it takes a little, you know, you pick one, you're like, eh, it's a little too much and you kind of, mm-hmm. you, you mm-hmm. get it. You know what I mean? You're, you're kind of I'm working. not saying we don't know when to pick. I'm saying it's more of the, you look around you're like, oh shoot, there are four cucumbers that I didn't get to. Do you know why mine yeah. are like that? Because I leave them on the vine until I need to eat them. Or I'm ready mm-hmm, to can them. Mm-hmm. So I try to, because I'm like, oh, they ain't going to go bad out here. But, mm-hmm, you yeah. know. I'm kind of that same way. I get burned every year, though. Yeah. Um, cantaloupe. Uh. <laughs> cantaloupe. So I'm sorry. I never wanted to grow cantaloupe. Uh-huh. Okay. Leonard, cue the music. And then oh I went. Gosh. I went to a farmer's market. And the gentleman said... I have a cantaloupe. Would you like to buy one? And I said, I don't know. I've, I've got one at the grocery store. He was like, well, this one, I, he's like, I'm going to get, I'll let you buy it for a quarter. I said, a quarter? He said, yeah, but you got to eat it today because it ain't going to last. I said, all right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I was standing right there and I was like, this is typical me. I'm such an idiot. I whipped out my pocket knife and I said, man, you want to slice with me? And he goes, yeah, let's go ahead. So we cut a slice and I ate it and I w- it was orgasmic. It was the most Mm -hmm. unbelievable flavor. It was the juiciest, softest flesh that I've ever... It wasn't that pale orange crisp stuff that you get at the Mm -hmm. fruit bowls. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you would have tried to cut this off, it would have just sloughed right off. It was Mm -hmm. unbelievably amazing. And um, we sat there and ate... He and I ate the whole cantaloupe. And then Mm -hmm. I bought the rest of my vegetables and went on with my day. And I actually took one more home and that I did not eat it that day because I was full. And the next day it was rotten, (laughs) but it was overripe. But the flavor was just unparalleled to anything I'd ever have. So I always have a spot in my garden for cantaloupe. So last year was the first year that I grew melons. And I laugh when you said cantaloupe because this is my truth, but I know it's also a trigger for you. I'm going to add honeydew melons. Damn it. We don't talk about those on this show. <laughs> we doesn't include me. And I was looking it up. No. This no. so if you want to if you want to see an example of what young Ben just described with a cantaloupe, it's worth your while, believe you me. Go to my Instagram, be better, B-E-T-T-A Garden, 
and you're gonna have to scroll but trust me it's worth it september 30th 2020 i have a 40 second video where i am slicing a cantaloupe that i just picked from the garden not a cantaloupe a honeydew i just picked from the garden and tasting it it i have not eaten honeydew since then because it's just not worth my time i mean I, i i care more about myself so than to eat it anywhere besides you know something that's garden grown i fully support what you're saying and i fully believe that it's probably right there with the cantaloupe where it's like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the shit yeah that you eat from the grocery stores probably Mm -hmm. does not even come close and i use that word specifically because that's what it is in comparison to what you eat when you've had it fresh and not only fresh but not even chilled. It's still warm mm-hmm, from mm-hmm, being out mm-hmm. in the sun. Mm-hmm. So, so I don't feel like I'm dramatic. But if you want to talk dr- dr- the dramatics, <laughs> let's talk about some of these melons. So, I was thinking about it when you were talking about the cantaloupe, and that was something that I had very often growing up. And it ha- it's just gotten progressively worse. Yeah. Like, I remember cantaloupe being good. My grandmother would lay out newspaper, right, on the kitchen count or kitchen table, cut up the cantaloupe, basically throw what I now know are, are many more possibilities for cantaloupe. So all of the gush inside, I know there's an official word, and the seeds, you know, and so cut the cantaloupe off the rhyme um, and, you know, wrap up all of, you know, the cantaloupe trash. And then we would have cantaloupe and she'd you know, put it in the refrigerator for a little while. Like she wanted that chill on it. Um, and I remember them being good as a child. Yeah. And it's so funny because over the years, I think maybe three years ago or four years ago, I realized how bad the, the, and I'm not from the grocery store because I don't buy them often because of this, but if you have conferences and trainings and things like that, they always have some fruit platter. And the only thing that's any, any time that's maybe, maybe the grapes are worth eating. That's it. Yeah. But it's the proper thing to do. You get, you know, your little plate and your Danish and your crappy, you know, (laughs) fruit. And it's just, it's terrible. It's it's really bad. And, you know, I think you can, I, I actually, I don't think, I know you can get a good one out of the store, but you have to get it when it's like peak season, you know, mm-hmm, ready. Mm-hmm. And you've got to know where mm-hmm. it's coming from. You know, I know that I harp mm-hmm. about my seasonal eating and my, you know, regional eating and stuff, but it's very important when you want flavor. You know, there's a reason why we do it. And it's because the stuff that yeah. comes from chili just tastes bad. It's mm-hmm. not good. And you also have to and- think too, from the time when you were a kid, and mm-hmm. I was a kid to the time now population has, you know, gone up significantly. There's more people that need to be fed with less farmers. So things have to get harvested sooner. So they don't ripen on the vine. They're ripening in the back of the truck and they're still not even ripe when you get it. Like when we buy mangoes, we let mangoes sit in our house for not one, but two weeks before we eat them. And then they're ripe. So the the full circle moment that you just came around to, I'm telling you, come on. Yeah. So, I mean, it's exactly that, right? The it's not that chili produces bad fruit. It's the steps that we're taking in agriculture to get that fruit from one place to another. Right. Um, Needing to feed more people, meaning, you know, we're not even going to get into the whole idea of like, trade in and and why we're continually getting fruit from this place versus another but it absolutely impacts it so yeah you know have i ever had 
cantaloupe at someone's house and they had it from the grocery store and it tasted okay maybe yeah. like in my adult life um but yeah mo- it's it's not one of those fruits either that you can really fake like i've had i buy watermelons every summer and i always say i know i'm buying it too early and i know i would make my grandparents like they'd be ashamed if they knew i was buying a yeah. watermelon in like you know <laughs> late april or something right. um but they're one of those things where they don't every watermelon doesn't taste good that i've bought but you can kind of work your way through it like they don't taste bad they're just not as sweet the cantaloupe tastes bad if they're not sweet honeydew tastes tastes bad it's not sweet that musk because they're muskamelons Mm -hmm, so they have mm -hmm. that musk i don't know if i've been trying to put my hand on what that is and maybe the the taste that i'm i just i would never describe it that way but i get it yeah that's what it's considered um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and when you grow it or let me, you don't even have to grow it when you eat it fresh, let's just say it like that, that flavor is minimized. So, mm-hmm, um, now mm-hmm. that being said, when you buy the house down the street from me, that's now for sale. Cause you missed the one across the street. So we're getting a little bit of distance mm-hmm. now. Um, okay. you can, that could be healthy for us. Though. It would be, I think it would be very mm-hmm. healthy for mm-hmm. you to be a block down the road instead of 10 feet. Yeah. You can grow the honeydew and I will come sit at your house and enjoy it and drink tea with you in the mornings. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. You'll, uh, you'll be telling, uh, <laughs> David, David will say, I don't know why he would want to come down to my house, but can I go down to Miss Batavia's house? Oh, this is what would, I hear when I'm on the phone with you. He would love to do and it. And then you'd be like, all right, well, you tell her we have to film at, you know, <laughs> at one o'clock. What time is it on your watch? Right. You know <laughs> that, so uh, he asked me the other day, he goes, how's Miss Batavia doing? I wow. said, oh, she's doing good. He's like, I bet she's got a pretty garden. And I was like, yeah, she does. That means you don't talk to talk to about me enough to him. You did. There should be bedtime stories with Miss Batavia's garden. Oof. <laughs> but just a quick note for um for melons. Yeah. I didn't grow them in previous years because I just didn't feel like I had the space. So remember the front yard garden, which basically doubled my size, didn't make its debut until 2019. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am actually growing melons this year as well and i'm growing them vertically so if you guys are like on the fence about growing them and maybe you don't have as much space as you think is needed you know because all of these melons are vines right um consider looking into some vertical gardening or if you already have some things set up vertically yeah maybe dedicate some of that space to a melon or two yeah my melons aren't doing well this year but that's okay it's Mm. it's real hit or miss they're actually not Mm -hmm. that easy to grow yeah yeah i don't know if i can say that yet i'm not i'm right in that space of like that um what's happening in my garden reminding myself it's only been about you know just seven eight weeks since i really planted most of this stuff out you still have plenty of time i have been looking at my melons and saying that there's a lot that isn't being that's drying on the vine meaning like i can see it was a flower Mm -hmm. and now it ain't you know so you might have to give it a little helping hand but yeah. So uh, let's see. I did um, cantaloupe. You did honeydew. Or are we lumping honeydew and cantaloupe together? I'm okay with lumping them together. We did spend a lot of time there. That's okay. Go for it. What's, um, your, what's your next one? But my next one is specifically sweet bell peppers. And I know, in part, this is on my list because it's controversial. Bell peppers are another one that it's a texture thing. Recipes call for them, but what's there's a not a lot of flavor. Versus a bell pepper. Oh, I guess you're right. I guess it's all a bell pepper. I mean, I, I'm not trying to pick a fight. I was just kind of wondering, like, is it the same thing? Or did you buy a pack of seeds that said, like, sweet bell pepper? 
I think that they put the designation of sweet as a not to, to make sure people understand it's not hot. I okay. think that's it. But I've never had a hot bell pepper either. So there's that. Me either. So for ease, let's just call it bell peppers. Um, you see how easy I am when I'm stuffed? Yeah. I'm telling you, we need to revisit the time we record. Let that. all of this stuff go. In another that. episode, look, when I re-listen to this, I'm going to say he was picking fights all over the place. <laughs> anyway. I was just um, walking all over you, doormat. Uh-huh. <laughs> God darn it. Uh, so... And bell peppers, once they've got to full maturity, which will be they've gotten to the color that they're supposed to get to, uh, you know, a green bell pepper that that variety is going to get red. That's when it's going to be the sweetest. That's when it's going to be hands down better than what you taste in the grocery store. Uh, if it's supposed to get to gold, absolutely. But they take right? forever so, to get there. Yeah, it's it's an exercise in patience. We're gardeners, though. That's a, a, something we're developing every every season. So I've grown. This is the first year I've not grown bell peppers. Mm-hmm. And um, every year that I grow bell peppers, I always harvest them when I'm when they're green, and I get a lot because I let them get yeah, the green yeah. and I eat them. Mm-hmm. Um, this year I'm growing lipstick peppers, which are basically the same idea, but they are significantly sweeter, and they're delicious. But I tried one in green; mm-hmm. it was okay. Tried one red. Yeah. That was it. But yeah. I, damn, there ain't that much time in the but growing season. Listen to what you're saying, though. If the pepper was supposed to turn red, then it's fully mature. So it. you're eating something that's fully mature versus when you ate it when it wasn't. I get it. Right. I get it. Now, listen, uh, that's a part of the reason why. <laughs> why you keep telling <laughs> I just me to listen for my... I'm listening. Well, I, I got the headphones my... on. I uh, I don't realize how often I say those kinds of things, and it just you know you tease me a lot about it, um, and I just hurt myself. Um, anyway, so now listen, <laughs> I am um, I'm growing so many different types of peppers this year and last year and probably next year because I believe peppers. Um, they're kind of like herbs in my mind. Like they can really make dishes. I think that there's some delicious peppers out there and I'm on the hunt. When you go to the grocery stores, I mean, it depends on, I guess, your neighborhood, right? You know, so if you're in a neighborhood and it has a particular, particular ethnic group, you may end up having more types and selections for peppers, you know, um, and there, is there an option to have, enjoy something a little bit differently than in a different neighborhood and what have you. And so I'm on the hunt because I believe that they can make up a good, um, healthy part of your meal. And I really want to know, like similar to tomatoes, like what are going to be my favorite, right? Yeah. You know, so, um, I haven't quite found the ones that I'm going to say I'll grow every year. I found right? one. That's, that's like a secret contest that I have in my head. Like what's the thing? I, I, what's the new staple? Not the vegetable, but the variety is what I'm talking about. What's the new staple in my garden? Yeah. The lipstick peppers are going to be a staple in mine. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and they're not ripe when they start to cork. They're over ripened at that point when they get that. What is cork mean? When they get that corking on it. You don't know what corking is? No, I, that's why I asked. I don't know. Um, it's like those little itty bitty cracks that get all the way around it once it starts oh. getting real ripe. So, yeah. um, this is going to dovetail directly into my next one, but jalapenos, they'll cork and that's when they're the hottest. Yeah, that's what, okay. So I do know, I looked at that term last year because I had corking. I didn't know obviously what yeah. it was, but I was looking to see like, okay, what's the deal? Um, and yeah, the hottest, and that's something to do about water and how much water it's taken. And it's kind of like stretch marks for a human, right? I think so. 
Mm-hmm. But that it, it's a good sign of the hottest that they get. So, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. you know, bell peppers, though, they don't really need to be corked. So, um, yeah, you know, those lipstick peppers, I'm a big fan of them. I'm going to I think they're going to be a staple for me. They're just different. Um, mm-hmm. They need, you know, I need to see how much I'm getting off of them. And, you know, it's kind of like a tomato. Once they turn red is bam, 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 bam. You mm-hmm, just got to mm-hmm. get to that point where it starts turning red. So that's where I'm at. You know, some of mine are brown, which is like weird because they go from green to red, but they're brown in the middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do want to make a couple of quick notes regarding peppers because this no doubt will be a question we'll see. You're absolutely right at the onset of when I added this one. They take forever to get to full maturity. I mean, the smaller the pepper, it's just like with cherry tomatoes. The quicker you'll get them. You know, the larger the pepper, the longer you're going to wait for it to get to size and then go through the shades like you were just describing of ripening. Um, So there's a chance where you're going to say, like, how much longer? It feels like it's taking forever to ripen because it is taking forever. But the beauty in peppers, though, is you can basically harvest them at almost any any time. Yeah, you really can. Um, all right. So since we're talking about peppers, mine is jalapenos and it's mm-hmm. not the taste, it's the heat. So, yep. um, you can control how hot or not hot you want them in your garden. And I, mm-hmm. I can get hotter jalapenos out of my garden by letting them get that corking that we described mm-hmm. earlier, or even turning red. Um, you know, you can get them and you get a lot off of a plant. So mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really it's a pretty simple one. So, yeah, it's okay. I'm going to give you another simple one, although it's an asterisk Um, and it's an asterisk really for my garden and it's strawberries. I mean, I think that there's a lot when it comes to fruit that falls into it. The asterisk is because I basically am getting like, you know, a dozen strawberries (laughs) a season now. But how many years have yours been in the ground? I planted them originally in 2019, so that's this is the third year. You should be starting to get more and more now. Yeah, and um, but I know I'm, your plans. I'm so. going to do some research over this winter because the next step is just pulling them from the bed, and they yeah. were an investment. I bought all of those plants, so it wasn't cheap. So I don't want to do that. So I'm going to do some research, you know, as the season slows down and try to figure out. What I'm not doing that I should do. You guys know I'm lazy when it comes to a lot of things in the garden. And I really don't want to have to do anything extra, but it's worth figuring out if there's something extra I can do for these strawberries. Yeah. Because again, 12 strawberries are worth more taste-wise than any pint I've ever bought at a grocery store. Yeah, but at some point you've got to have the bulk to make it worth it. You know what mm-hmm, I mean? And that's mm-hmm, that yeah. comes into a real question about all of this is like, okay... I'm growing it, but I'm only getting four strawberries. Mm-hmm. What the hell? You know what I mean? And it's a four by four bed. If it was one container, like like an actual like pot and it had um, strawberries in it, then that wouldn't be it. But it's right. a four by four bed. I can grow a lot in a four by four bed. Yeah. That's the smallest bed. Well, it's not the smallest. It's a pretty small bed, but there's a lot of food that can be grown in that space. Yeah. So, um, okay, we're running out of time. But since you took it to that level and... I'm going to make a statement after we're done. Um, Apples. Mm -hmm. Apples off the tree. Magnifique. Have you ever had one (laughs) off the tree? Mm, No, I've only ever had them from the grocery store or a farmer's market. So at one point, we, my um, lovely wife and I, we went backpacking 
and we were on a mountain and we were coming down the mountain and on the way down the mountain, my lovely wife fell down the mountain. She does that quite frequently. So she falls down the mountain, whatever. Um, I have a good laugh. She has a little cry and then a laugh. She's good. We keep going down the mountain and we come across an orchard and the orchard is picked, picked over. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, damn. And then I get closer and I'm like, wait, there's apples way up in that tree. So I'm getting over there. You know, I'm over six feet tall. I have a hiking pole in my hand. I have so I can reach up to about 10 feet and barely get it. So I hoist her up, put her on my shoulders and she starts (laughs) shaking the tree and hitting it with the pole and drops the pole. I'm here to tell you it was amazing. It was worth the effort to get the five apples that we got. And I mean, Mm -hmm. they were just so juicy so crisp and ready you know it had there had been like i don't think it had quite frosted or maybe it had i don't remember and this was in new hampshire so um they had been you know by something cold or frost whatever and it was just perfect you know what i mean and then we stuck the rest in our pack and we rolled on and they were just the best snacks ever and we actually did go to orchards and pick for years we'd pick uh four bushels a year and we would always dry them and do all kinds of stuff with them. But the flavor was just like, you, you know, nothing you could imagine. So were those five apples worth the jail time that you guys spent? For what? Yeah. For stealing? Yeah. No, you, I assume it's that. Not, no, it's not stealing. <laughs> no. I'm just joking with when you. When you're on the trail, it's like, it's cool. You know, now if, they, mm-hmm. if we were sitting there like sticking them in our backpack, I'd be like, run, run. But no, <laughs> you know, they had obviously picked because we had that conversation out there. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not trying yeah. to go to prison. <laughs> <laughs> so I think if you count my sweet peas at the beginning, I think it's a nice round number of 10. You don't want to close it out? I think that's... I can close it close out. Close it out. Give us one more before I make my statement. All right. So I'm going to... And I was trying to get out of this one because uh, clearly it's controversial. But you know what? Damn it. There are lovers out there. And those lovers are okra lovers. So okra in the grocery store is, again, one of those... Um, vegetables that based on when it's picked and by the time it gets to you and depending on the size like it's okay and i'm probably thinking more about fresh okra from the grocery store and not frozen yeah i don't think i want to count frozen in any of this um okra off of a plant is so good that i will absolutely bite into it eat it raw right there i had never even thought about eating okra raw until i started growing it um so that's what i got Pick it early, pick it often. Um, if you don't like it, well, you're clearly not one of my favorites this week. Yeah. So there's that. There, I mean, that's that. <laughs> no. Um, so about frozen, though, you know that frozen is actually sweeter and f- better than the fresh stuff, right? Frozen what? Frozen no, I don't fruits know it. I don't believe and vegetables it. Because when they freeze oh. it, mm-hmm. it's already mm-hmm. the ripe. It's like mm-hmm. really yeah. super ripe. So. It's like frozen in time. It's maintained, you know. Well, yeah, and yeah, yeah, and it was over by their standards, overripe. Mm-hmm. I have air quotations mm-hmm. for people who you know who can't see, which is nobody. Um, so <laughs> now I want to say, did you notice that our list was majority fruit? Yeah, I, I noticed it, and um, I did. I didn't realize we were going to end up. How many stories did I tell that weren't garden related? I think that may have pushed us over on time. Yeah, because I did want to try to touch on um, the things that really 
don't taste that different, but we don't have time today. Um, I think fruit, this is the reason why you would basically only have a fruit garden. I'm telling you. I would do it. Yeah, I just... I ain't scared. It's God's gift, man. It is. Fruit. Fruit. Fruit's amazing. Mm -hmm. Okay, you have heard it here, people. You know, now that we're talking about this, let's just dive right in to a very special, may I add, (gasps) very special recipe of the day. Okay, like I said, this recipe is very special because it was given to us on Instagram. Thank you. Somebody finally gave us a recipe. If you guys don't (laughs) know, now you know. The recipes are actually the hardest part of the show. Mm -hmm. Um, They are an integral part of the show because I I mean, we both, you, you grow food to cook it. So it just makes sense to give a recipe. Um, but Ashley Pilgrim on Instagram, she goes, yes. Hey, Ashley. <laughs> hey, Ashley. Thank you. <laughs> um, she gave us two recipes. I might save one for later. Um, mm-hmm. Tomato cucumber onion salad. Mm-hmm, have you given mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. recipe? I have. Okay. So, okay. But people always do it slightly different, which is the reason why people, gardeners are beautiful, why vegetables, maybe not as much as fruit is beautiful. So I'd be happy to hear it. I saw she gave a different recipe though. And I'm actually curious about sharing that one. Yeah. That's the one I'll share then. But so since (laughs) Batavia gave this one and this one's up my alley because it's simple, tomato, cucumber, Mm -hmm. onion salads, oil and vinegar and salt and pepper all mixed together. Boom. Done. Mm -hmm. Eat it. Enjoy it. Love it. Um, And then the next one is a ratatouille. I said it. I didn't Mm -hmm. say I didn't pronounce the L's with tomatoes, (laughs) zucchini, squash, onion, potatoes, eggplant and basil sliced thin and layered. Um. It says layered the baked with spaghetti sauce and cheese on top. So I'm imagining that you slice all these thin and then you you um, layer them and bake them. And um, I'm going to go ahead and ad lib because we didn't get all of the intel. But what I would do is I would bake them. And when they start to brown a little bit, I think that's when I would put the spaghetti sauce on top and then heat that up. And then I actually put the cheese on and I like my cheese burnt. So, you know, the broiler goes on at that point. So, so one... And, uh, she had me at potatoes. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Two, it is my great hope that everything that she listed, I'll have in August. Because sans the cheese, this will make it to one of my 31 lunches, BYG lunches. B-Y- hashtag, hashtag BYG lunches, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so that's going to make it into... Um, Wait, this, I just love this recipes where you This episode comes out during that. Yeah, Oh, well, whatever. Clearly, we recorded before, we had before it. that. Yeah. We, we <laughs> ate it during our um, challenge. Yeah, we did. Yeah, that's what I ate before. And or we recorded this before the challenge began. So anyway, here we are. Um, but I love, love, love recipes that have not only all vegetables, but all vegetables that like your everyday gardener grows in their garden. Yeah. You know, so that's a super, super duper cool recipe. Very timely given 
Um, I don't have eggs like young Ben does. And I'm going to have to really dig deep when it comes to this challenge. Hey, look, I can send you some eggs in the mail. <laughs> so, um, look, it, it's seriously, people, seriously, gardeners, I want to say, please help us out and send us a recipe from time to time. We would love to share it and we will give you a shout out for show. Um, I'm not running out of recipes. I mean, but it's it can get hard to do a timely recipe. And I'm curious about what other people eat. And, you know, she gave these to us saying this will help with your August challenge. So, um, uh, yeah, there we have it. Darn it. Why am I so late for this? Clearly, Ashley is my favorite. For the week. Yeah, so she goes, and to preface the beginning, goes, some of my favorite recipes you guys probably already know or have, but just in case for the August challenge. So. I I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's just, as my grandmother used to say, slow down, girl, you're moving too fast. There's some things that I will um, make and use, I mean, all the time that I stop making it. There's this really spicy honey mustard sauce that I used to make a lot, and I hadn't made it in a couple of years. I don't even know why, but then I made it again. And I don't know if the absence of it made my taste buds grow stronger, but it was delicious. So I said that to say there are things that maybe we've cooked over the years and previously that we just may not remember for August. So we absolutely do need you guys to hashtag BYG lunches because um, I'm I'm going to go ahead and prepare to struggle. Like, you know? I'm, I'm going to flourish. I might gain 15 pounds. Yeah, clearly it's going to go to my arms, man. When did that happen? <laughs> Yeah, and, These tank tops are looking way different this summer. And so also, um, now I have figured out, look at that. Um, I have figured out how to save stuff that people send us on Instagram so I can come back yeah. to it. So that's making okay. things a little bit easier with all this because we're getting an mm-hmm. influx. So, um, you know, thank you so much, Ashley. Uh, we asked a long time ago for people to send recipes and nobody ever sent us a recipe. Everybody sends questions, but they don't send us a recipe. <laughs> so, um, and it's cool. But I would like to know what your grandmother makes, personally. All y'all's grandmas out there that had some delicious mm-hmm. recipe, or even your mama. I know your mama made something good. Um, if it can be cooked out of the garden, I want to know about it. So, Here, here. Here, here. But, um, oh, and if I go back and look at that recipe, let's see. Uh, how many of the ingredients would taste better since we grow them? Ooh, didn't she? Did she mention eggplant? Yep, that could be one. Squash don't taste like anything, anyways, really. Yeah, onions I don't know about. And basil, basil stronger. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm there you go. Absolutely. There you go. More fragrant. Yeah. So that's all of it. What do you think, Batavia? You think we're good? Do you think that? If people went out right now and said, I want to grow a garden that only for food that would taste better and they planted what we talked about, they would be happy. I know they would be happy. And I know that they would be so happy that they would want visitors to come to their garden and harvest food from it. Thanks for the invitation. Thank you. And um, if y'all are growing cantaloupe, hook a brother up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. No. Um, so look, everybody, be safe and do me a favor. Go outside, go out to your garden, and dig down deep. Look in, just start checking around the soil. Look real low. See if you can find anything. If you can't, then you know you're doing good. If you don't see any pests, you're doing good. If you need fertilizer, throw it down. And then grab your phone and just give us a like. 
follow us, share us with your best gardening buddy. And you know what? Share us with somebody that doesn't garden so they can start. And until next time. See ya. Thanks for hanging out with us today. If you want to see what we're up to or just stay up to date on all the announcements regarding the show or anything gardening, then you can follow us on Instagram at Backyard Gardens TV. We love seeing what you guys are doing. So use hashtag BYG podcast in your post and we'll be sharing your gardens with the Backyard Gardens community. And check us out on YouTube at Backyard Gardens where we will post this show, all of our other shows, clips, and then also some gardening tips and just gardening entertainment. And you can see us at our website at BackyardGardensTV.com. But that's it for today's show. So help us as we learn to grow and grow from change. And until next time, we'll catch you guys later. We'll call this one a wrap. Now you know why people feel like celebrating at harvest time. All over the world, people have feasting and good times when the crops have been gathered in.